Hi, I'm Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show today. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a wonderful day full of love and so many things to be grateful for. I have a beautiful call for us today with Rissa. She is here today because she is feeling overwhelmed with all the free advice she has been receiving about what she should do with her life. She wants to connect with her own inner wisdom and higher self to understand her next steps rather than being bombarded with what everybody else thinks she should be doing. So where this conversation takes us is how overwhelm doesn't actually come from doing too much or having too many choices. It actually comes from not being rooted in your own truth. We talk about living with the cycles of life, with the ebbs and flows, with the seasons of change. And we look at how by learning to be uncomfortable and live with uncertainty, we actually are helping others to do the same. We look at how your resistance holds the answers to your prayers and how harnessing your golden nuggets from it are just so rich. And we also look at how recognizing that your thoughts and emotions are actually alarm bells. They're signals to let you know that something wants to be different, that something new is happening. So my loves, enjoy this beautiful reading with Rissa. I love you. Hi, Rissa. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm super grateful for your time and insight. So mostly, I'm at a spot in my career where I'm kind of wondering how to go forward most effectively. And because I'm self-employed and a creative, I have attracted tons and tons of free advice and people's insights from their journeys, but I really don't know what's right for me. And my ultimate hope, what I really want is to land in the next year, two years in my own home, a safe place where I can have another dog. And I'm not there yet. And as I've been going through the past few months, the sense of overwhelm has really settled in on me. I have people telling me, you need to write a book or you need to make online video courses or you need to have a YouTube channel. And all of these things are good advice, but I'm only one person. So I really am looking for my ancestors to come through or a spirit guide to come through or an animal guide to come through or whoever feels like talking to you right now with a little bit of direction for the path. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. As you're talking, I have a few different sensations happening. And I feel that overwhelm that you're living inside of. I feel it in your solar plexus. And what I sense it doing is constricting your throat. So this sort of paralysis happening as you are 
trying to bring that creative energy up from your root through this center channel and then out through your mouth into the world. So that's kind of energetically what I experience of you in this moment. So what comes forward for you with that? You are absolutely correct. I would say that it's been in the past two weeks that my throat has literally felt tight. I've been doing work with my throat chakra. I've been trying to select jewelry that have crystals that help keep it open. A large part of what I do is public speaking. And so not having my voice or having my voice at all slowed down is a major obstacle. So I've been doing lots of extra teas and things to care for my throat. But yes, I have energetically felt that tightening. And the solar plexus chakra, you're exactly right. I'm not usually a nervous person, but I have been experiencing nervousness from that center. Yeah. There's also this sense of sinking and this desire of your body to be pulled downward, to ground, to be really connected into the lower part of your body. How connected are you with this sense of your pelvis, of your creation, like your womb space, your legs, like this is where I'm feeling the energy wanting to pool in these places for you. You know, I would definitely say there are moments in my life when I've been more connected than I am sitting here talking to you right now. I think I've just been so busy going through the past few months that the idea of connecting into myself deeply in that way has kind of just taken a backseat. Yeah. So what I'm seeing, right, is that the overwhelm isn't necessarily coming from all these different ideas and not knowing. The overwhelm is coming from not being rooted in your truth and giving yourself the ability to really rest and nurture with the turning of the season. I have felt it exponentially this year of that turning into the dark and that really as fall came in, it really had this powerful sense of slow down, ground, root, pause. And I get that sense for you that, and I think when we weren't recording yet, but you said you just come off your busiest month. And there's this sense of you needing to come back to home, to come back to center in order for you to take that next evolution, for this next idea to take root. Like I feel you very fertile, like very fertile ground is the way that I sense you. And this idea that this is the time to nurture that fertile area so that you can intentionally plant the seeds. And they're saying like, it's okay that you don't know what those seeds are yet. Just the very act of bringing your awareness and your attention into this cycle of your life is going to allow that inspiration to come forward for you. So what do you make with that? I mean, that logically makes a whole lot of sense. I definitely felt the seasons change as well. And it almost felt like a relief because I've been so incredibly busy and I truly want to slow down and catch my breath and even physically just rest. But it is interesting because in a juxtaposition to that, ideas have been flowing 
and almost like a muse has been whispering to me. And there's a part of me that is still kind of, which direction? What do I go? So I jot down ideas and then they pile up on this little (laughs) pile of paper that's sitting on my desk. And I'll sit here and look through them like, well, these are all good ideas. Which one is the one? Which one do I devote myself to first? Because in the ungroundedness, there's a feeling of being a little bit scattered. And it's not a comfortable place. I don't love feeling scattered. I just, I haven't been able to quite pull away from it. Yeah, I get that. What I'm sensing in you is that this is having a toll on your kidneys and your adrenal. I'm feeling very heavy in that part of my body. And yes, you have all these ideas. And there's this real need to pause to allow yourself to be lost inside of all of this. So there's two choices. There's the choice to not, well, there's probably multiple, many choices, but the two that they're showing here is that there's the choice to be where you are right now and allow yourself to feel scattered because you don't know and there's so many opportunities and options. Or you can allow yourself to be intentionally lost. So not scattered, but just lost and not knowing and playing, letting your whole field, allow it to feel the uncertainty, allow it to rest in this place. Like it's the sense of a practice of just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncertain and seeing that your life's not going to fall apart if you don't know. Hmm. I feel like I've definitely been in that place many times. And I know that my spirit guides have supported me through a lot of that in the past few years as I have changed my field of work, as I have moved, as I have, you know, an almost 20 year relationship ended. And then, of course, everything going on globally for everyone. I have definitely been in this place of uncertainty and felt it deeply. And the next ask would be, is there some lesson I'm missing from all the uncertainty I've already found my way through from all of the forest I've already traversed? I love that you asked this question because they were already giving me the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So there is so much uncertainty in the world at large. And as you are moving forward, supporting others, helping others, being creative in these different endeavors, there is a need for others to feel held. And what I'm seeing for you is that one of the beautiful ways that you will be for others, right? Not do for others, but be for others is to model for them how to live in uncertainty and thrive. Hmm. (laughs) But this is what you are learning yourself so that you can hold that space for others. And it isn't necessarily like, okay, you're going to create a program about uncertainty or you're going to give a speech about uncertainty. It's the very quality of your being that will live inside of uncertainty. And when people come into your field, they will just automatically in their own field relax. Because then their body is seeing that it is possible to exist in uncertainty and thrive. 
part of me loves that. And part of me is, is thinking, wow, did I choose this? This sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what you recounted, it sounds like you've already done a lot. Yes, I, I have indeed. <laughs> I have indeed. So I don't see it as like this long extending road ahead of you. I see it more as the journey that you traveled, like where you've already walked. Mm, yeah, I get that. So I know you want some clarity on what is next. And is that still correct for you? Like, do you want to go there with this? I would love to if it's a possibility. Yeah, let's look. So, right, it's really beautiful. You have all these people that love you that want to help you and narrate or show you a path forward. And then there's you, right? There's you in the heart of you, your soul, your purpose, your dharma, the wish of your heart. Right. And I imagine that you have spent quite a bit of time playing in the nuances of what that might be. Yes. So what have you uncovered so far? What have you found? In a truthful sense, I have found that almost every idea presented to me has some appeal, and yet there is resistance on almost all of the fronts. And I'm wondering if the resistance is my own self-doubt, making excuses, or if there's some more legitimate reason for the resistance that's kind of trying to guide me elsewhere. So I, I have a background in writing. I love writing. I've written for other people many times, but I have yet to produce a full-length book of my own. I have written them for other people, just not for myself. I love doing on-camera work. So the idea of doing more stuff for YouTube is great, but then I'll make excuses about how the editing is very time-consuming or I don't have good sound equipment. And the reality is that I could probably sort those things out, just like I could sort out other roadblocks with writing. And like I said, I struggle with, is there a reason I'm hitting this resistance or is it just me having insecurity? I feel like you answered your own question there. I don't know how you feel about that. Nope. I don't know the answer. Okay. No <laughs> worries. <laughs> so as we look at these different things and you're explaining this resistance that is common, common thread of resistance. And typically when there's a common denominator amongst the things, it's usually that, right? So if we look at resistance as being the common denominator, we could say, well, you have all these ideas that feel very viable and yet the one thread is resistance. And then when you were explaining about the YouTube, you could figure out the editing. People don't even edit these days, you know? Like <laughs> You just throw it up there. <laughs> and if you don't have good quality equipment, I mean, you know that it's not expensive to get a mic and a camera that are good enough to do what right. you want to do. Right. Well, I already have the camera. I just, I don't have the sound equipment. And you're right. I probably for less than a hundred bucks, I could get started. Mm -hmm. So I would lean to the side that it's not about the video. It's not about the book. It's the resistance is where our gem is, where the gold lies, right? Is in the resistance because that is the common thread. And I would guess if I ask you, where does that live in your body and what does it feel like? 
you might have something to share. It's sitting right in my gut, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it's sitting right in my gut and it's very heavy. And there's a part of me in my mind, I don't know, some other sense of me going, this is optional. You don't have to feel this. And then there's another part of me that is just so good at making excuses, almost like it's a talent. But yeah, it's almost like I will start to decide I'm going to go forward with any one of the ideas that have been given to me to move my career onward. And I'll literally physically feel blocked. Like I'll feel like I physically can't move forward or I'm suddenly tired, even though I'm not tired. Mm -hmm. So that to me, right, is the real thing that's happening. It's not about which decision to make. It's about why you're not ready, willing, able to make that decision. What's stopping you from moving forward? And what's really incredible about those places and moments is that they are actually the key to everything you want. Hmm. Resistance is the thing that we put between what we want and what we have now. And we use it to keep us from playing bigger, moving into that new house, having that book that is just a number one bestseller. It's this resistance and what lives inside it is the key. It's not something that you have to get through, get over, get around, deal with. It's actually the golden nugget of why. I was like, so when you're calling it the golden nugget, was this like a do it anyway? No, it's like, what's the wisdom that lives in there? What is the very thing? So your excuses, you know how you said it's a talent? Yeah. It actually really is. It is one of the most incredible things about you. What's just happening is the excuses are misguided. They're misinformed. And they're just probably telling you a slightly skewed narrative. So when you get really familiar with what those excuses are, which you probably could share some, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some of the excuses are, well, a lot of it is fear-based, to be honest. And in my rational mind, I understand that holds no weight. I understand that having fear of publishing a book with a few typos is a silly fear. And it's a silly excuse not to go forward with writing one. I mean, even master authors have books published with typos. That's just part of humanity. But I will fixate on it and go, oh, well, if it can't be perfect, I'll just not do it. Or I will make an excuse about, oh, I don't want to sit and read all those reviews on sound equipment for video. It sounds exhausting. And I would have to look up so much and learn so many things along the way and probably make mistakes. And, you know, it's funny. Years ago, I went to film school at NYU. You would think that sound equipment wouldn't scare me at all. And again, I don't know why I keep sort of folding into the fear because I could stand in a room full of 100 people and give a talk and love it. And yet I will find these silly excuses to not do these other things. So when you connect in, when you feel that resistance in your gut, can you feel it there now? Oh, yes. It's almost like a pit, like you would find in the middle of a peach. Hmm. I guess that's a seed though, huh? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested if you can track back through your life. And if you 
have a memory or a sensation of the first time you remember feeling this pit, this seed? Not a specific one, to be totally honest with you. Okay. I can remember feeling it as a very little girl, but I don't have a specific memory. Can you see yourself as a little girl? Oh, yes. Feeling it? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I shrink. When I was a little girl and I would feel that way, I would just be quiet and shrink away and not engage with whatever was happening around me. What was that little girl shrinking from? Probably the fear of other people not thinking or feeling in the same way. Feeling the same way as what? As me, as what I would think or feel about whatever situation that was. And what did you think and feel? I can remember a scenario where two girls wouldn't let someone else, not me, but another girl wanted to use a seesaw. And I thought that they should share, but they didn't. And they were yelling at her. And instead of trying to defend her or walking up and saying like, hey, her and I want to do it, I would sort of shrink back. What might have happened if you went up and spoke up? Well, I mean, the best case scenario is that they would have let us use the seesaw. However, there are lots of other gradients in between that and conflict perhaps could have happened. Yeah. Was there conflict in your childhood and other areas? Not so much with my family, more just at school. And I would always sort of shy back from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interestingly, now as I'm saying that, I know as an adult, there are certain scenarios where conflict doesn't bother me, and then there are others where I will shrink back from it. Yeah, is there any connection you can make to the sweet, tender, young part of you shrinking from conflict, from feeling not understood, possibly getting it wrong? and what you're experiencing today as you're looking at all these decisions to move forward and making excuses. The word that keeps popping in my mind is just fear. Fear that I will put a ton of work into something and it won't work in the way I hope, or fear that, although I have no reason to believe that because I've been fortunate to be very successful in most of my endeavors in life, I've even survived bad reviews of things I've done in the past, and here I am still chugging along, and those things are way, way, way behind me, and I don't even worry about them anymore. But yeah, I guess it's just this trepidation of stepping out the first time. Yeah, and you know, the fears that we have, you've mentioned rational a couple times, like rational you, you can rationalize it as an adult, but when the tender young parts of us are living in fear of not being loved, not being accepted, possible conflict. That is still running in your nervous system. She is the one, right? So when you sit down to possibly write or make a video, she is the one who shows up and says, hey, we don't have the sound equipment. Why don't you go for a walk instead? Because she's the one who's afraid. Grown up you, you can handle the bad reviews. You can handle the failures. You can handle the successes. But that little girl shrinking away, feeling alone, feeling not understood, 
she's actually the one that gets activated because she lives in your subconscious. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's why you're bumping up. Like she's the one that lives in the resistance. Hmm. How much work have you done, like inner child work or nurturing this part of you, really connecting in with her? Only a little bit, not extensive work in that way. This can be a really beautiful place for you to play because there's a magic that happens when we go in and like if you take that little girl if she's shrinking and she's standing there all alone it sounds like right even though your parents loved you and were there for you in these moments she was left alone to deal with what was happening so when you go in and imagine her crawling up on your lap stroking her hair talking to her reassuring her, validating her, that she's loved, that it's okay, that she should get a turn on that seesaw. Do you want to go walk (laughs) with me over there and tell those girls they're being mean? (laughs) You know, like rewriting the past for her. What it does is these kind of exercises, they rewire your brain. And then it's like the past lives differently inside your subconscious. All of a sudden, that little girl is not alone anymore. She has you. And now she can face more things because she knows that she has you. You know, what's a beautiful practice is you bump up against that resistance. You hear your very familiar excuses. Check back in with her. See what's happening for her, right? Bring her into the present moment with you. No, that does make a lot of sense. Even as I was speaking to you and thinking about this conversation, I knew there's a reason that I was overwhelmed and not able to move forward. I generally have a really strong sense about which direction I want to go in. And the fact that it's just not showing up for me right now is almost like an alarm bell. Yeah, which is what these things are, right? These sensations, these emotions, these stopping places, they're little alarms to say, hey, we're learning something new. We're stepping into new territory, pushing a new boundary, and oh, all your familiar patterns and friends are going to show up because they're ready to change. They're ready to shift, to heal, to grow, to step into the fullness of where you're going and who you will be coming. And that's a good thing, right? Yeah. I celebrate these moments. They're like magic. And like I said, that's where the golden nugget lives inside this place. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the peach pit that's actually a seed to grow a new tree. Yeah. It just needs to be nurtured. Yep, and you just went in there and harvested it. And now you get to nurture it and see what grows. And you will know, right, like which is the path. That's why I feel like this reading wasn't about me telling you which one to do. It's like you hold that wisdom inside you. You know this path forward. You were just caught in an old pattern of this tender part of you that wanted to come across the threshold with you in a different way. Yeah, that makes so much sense, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, does this feel like an okay place to land? It feels like the perfect place to land. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for this insight. I'm very grateful. You're welcome to you and your little girl. (laughs) 
Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.